Hey everybody, I am Kamara McHale and welcome to Conversations with Kamara, the podcast. I appreciate everybody being here today. We're going to continue our conversation with Henry Johnson Jr., who is a probation and parole officer with the state of Florida, and he's also a motivational speaker. And then you have this man, my big brother, who warms my heart. His name is Gerard Jones, and he is just getting off of a 26 and a half year uh, state case. So I'm so glad to connect these two. I could just listen to them all day talking. So we're going to continue with Henry asking my brother Gerard a question, and then Gerard will take that dialogue. Go ahead, Henry. Yeah, thank you, ma'am. Really wanted to, from us leading from the last conversation, it just, with me doing my job now, trying to talk to parents and kids about the repercussions of, of what's happening right now. Sometimes you, you you don't see it when you're in it and you don't think about it or worry about it, but when kids are committing these crimes and these crimes are on their record and some kids think it's gonna go away and it's not going away. Um, these points and the charges add up to when they are sentenced and if by chance they're sentenced in the adult system mm-hmm and go away, now you're talking about whatever time you're spending, mm-hmm. and I, I'm pretty sure definitely being out of the community, mm-hmm. now you're, you're when you come back, you're trying to reacclimate yourself mm-hmm. to, to what's going on, and you know, right. cell phones, and the, the, mm-hmm. with the computer stuff, and not that you don't have possibly some of that while you're in, but not, not, not all of it, Technology. but so, but how do you, and, and I'd imagine, my question is, there do they provide the the information the real information and or do they just give you the the fluff meaning that um yes you can go out and do this job and that Mm -hmm. job and i was talking to a kid just last weekend and he has a a great demeanor he's done some Mm -hmm. things but he has a long list of charges and he wants to go into the medical field and and not to try to discourage him but but how do you tell a kid who's gonna allow you to come to their college Mm-hmm. Sure. Who's going to allow you to sit for boards? And how are you going to become certified with, with all of all these of different that. offenses? And mm-hmm. I, I do know that there are people that do it. There, mm-hmm. there are certain things that are in place to allow a few in, mm-hmm. a, a few. But for the most part, they're not going to allow everybody that, that comes mm-hmm. in because now you're a risk. Mm-hmm. Right, liable. So, well, yeah. that's, that's, that's very true, Henry. And you just have to be a realist with them. Because of their actions, there are certain reactions now from society. And I would be the first to advocate that if a person has been convicted of child molestation, Can't be I a don't teacher. care <laughs> what courses they take, mm-hmm. they are never babysitting my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. If you have been convicted of embezzling, you are not working at... Uh, 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 Pierce Fenner Smith managing my money. I'm not having that. Mm -hmm. I understand that to a certain point. Mm -hmm. Now, there are opportunities, Mm -hmm. second chances given Mm -hmm. to people, and the prisoner, I think, would have to be grateful and just take something near, as near as he can get to the field he's working in, Mm -hmm. or just readjust your mind Mm -hmm. and retrain and gear up, chest out, shoulders bite, chin up, and do something else. Mm-hmm. You've made a mistake. People are welcoming you back with open arms. You got some stuff to prove. Just get out there and show that you don't mind mm-hmm. getting your hands dirty mm-hmm. and doing a little work and by the sweat of your brow, letting people see that you are worth investing in and you don't know where it can take you from there. Anything can happen. I mean, there, there are stories of guys that came to prison 
and got out and went to certain states like Washington State, and I think it's uh, uh, Kentucky that lets you be a lawyer as a convicted felon. Mm-hmm. They have joined the f- different bars as former convicted felons. Now, me, I love paralegal work, and I learned a lot of that in prison, and I've helped liberate dozens of people, mm-hmm. got sentences cut, did divorces, uh, <laughs> agency work helping guys mm-hmm. keep custody of their children even while they're in. I mean, I, it ran the gamut of administrative and agency law. I love doing that uh, stuff. I have a quick, quick thing and, I want to say real quick. Well, now, I understand like the medical part of, okay, if you have a child that's uh, uh, in probation and parole and they've just done these awful things, no, they shouldn't uh, be able to be in the medical field. But to me, I would think that as soon as you pass your LSAT, LSAT, take those courses, you should be able to be able to sit for the bar exam. I know that you would pass that, and I don't understand if you've served your time, why is it that you can't sit for the bar and become a lawyer? I, I don't get that. Well, Because you broke the law. Well, when, when, when lawyers get in trouble, mm-hmm. they become super high-priced paralegals. You can be a convicted felon and be a paralegal, mm-hmm. and that is my goal and intent, among other things. It's not the only thing that I'm, I'm, I'm right. going to do. I, I have some aspirations to get me a couple of dump trucks, a front-end loader, a low-board trailer, mm-hmm. two bobcats to ride up in there, and then I'm going to chase natural disasters for FEMA. Mm-hmm. I want to get a, a ice cream truck. I want to get a food truck. Mm-hmm. I want to get a mobile auto detailing, mm-hmm. and there's just so many things like that you can get into. I realize you can take about $2,000 and get into the lawn service business. Just go to mm-hmm. a buy here, pay here, get your uh, a $500 truck, mm-hmm. get you some magnetic signs, go to mm-hmm. the pawn shops and get you some a couple of push lawnmowers, mm-hmm. edges, weed eaters, blowers, and go to the labor pool and mm-hmm. get two people and pay labor them. Labor pool, I haven't heard of labor pool, pool about 50,000 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the people are there. Guys, and they yeah, try to they, just right. get a couple guys and you mm-hmm. take them and do a few, y'all a few lawns and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's opportunities out there for people who want to work. Who want to work. Mm-hmm. I saw one of the things I was most impressed about Kamara Henry is I saw so many restaurants mm-hmm. with the signs out now hiring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to me, for somebody to get out of prison and say that they can't find a job, what they need to do is I'll go to one of those restaurants and I'll see the help wanted sign. I'll pick up that man's help wanted sign and I'll walk up to him and I'll say, sir, I just got out of prison. If you, you give me an opportunity, I'll be the best employee mm-hmm. you ever had. I'll work for you for free for three days. If you don't like how I work, don't pay me anything, and mm-hmm. I'll go travel with somebody else. Wow, that's now, determination. Nobody, that's sheer nobody's determination. Nobody's going to work you for three days and not pay you. Right. Mm-hmm. But he is impressed with you because I'm going to take him his sign. I'm your guy, sir. You don't mm-hmm. need nobody else. You can take this out the window. Mm-hmm. I'm your guy. Right. But I And I noticed that these restaurant jobs are starting at $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. $15 an hour is... Uh, that's about $600 a week. Mm-hmm. If you can't live off $600 a week, you've been living off nothing. <laughs> right. so, so now therein right. lies my, my next concern. Um, education is fine, mm-hmm. but the life skills and, and mm-hmm. soft skills and lessons that need to be taught to kids mm-hmm. about life mm-hmm. is, is being kind of tossed aside. It's you know, we're, we're growing up in a time and it's not ever a time been that maybe there's not been maybe one parent it's that that's Mm -hmm. kind of sometimes that happens okay Mm -hmm. now more so than ever before i think you see more and more of of single parents Mm -hmm. um raising kids Mm -hmm. 
if you don't have some help because you have to work. Right. Somebody has to work. The kids okay. can't work, so you, you have mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. So, so who's taking that concept of mm-hmm. it takes a village? Because we're mm-hmm. used to it. It used to be that when you got right. in trouble by your neighbor, you and, and your parents going to get you your when they get home. So you're in trouble with <laughs> right. two people. Right. Not asking, like, did you do this or did No, you, they said you did this. That's what you right. did. And now you're going to have to pay the consequences. Mm-hmm. But, but there's so many things that these kids need to know. Even taking care of themselves, cleaning a house. Mm-hmm. Um, basic things that basic, we take for granted. Basic things. Mm-hmm. And and now we live in, in this Tampa Bay area where you're talking 1500 to $2,000 mm-hmm. for rent. And like mm-hmm. you said, so if you're making $600 a week, that, that's cool. But now you have to subtract that. Oh, that's $2,400 in, in a four-month mm-hmm. period of time. Mm-hmm. Now you have to try to subtract that from that rent that mm-hmm. may be 1200 plus. So that's two checks. As a minimum. Or well, what two... I was looking at, Henry, I was speaking to people just getting out of prison. Okay. Now, they do have some resources. Mm-hmm. And you asked me a question off air about uh, when the department sends you out, okay. is it really fluff or do, do they really try to give you a leg up? Now, here's what they do. They provide addresses and resources where you can actually go and stay at a halfway house for six months or a year, mm-hmm. and they're not going to uh, 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 burden you with any rent until you are dutifully employed, mm-hmm. and then you can pay them a little something after you're gainfully employed and everything. But I'm saying they make you go seek it. They right. give you the resources, mm-hmm. and it's up to you to be motivated to say, well, I'm going to call this halfway house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell them I want a bed. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a bed waiting for me. I can get off that bus. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I, As soon as I get off that bus, I can go down to this place, and they got a place for me. Now, if you deviate and go somewhere else, the That's deal is off. Mm-hmm. That's on you. But to be able to go and walk into that restaurant and pick up that help wanted sign and go tell that guy the things that I said I would say to him mm-hmm. and then for him to give you that job on that spot, can you so when can you start? Right now, sir, so to speak. Right. And then they got vouchers to get you work clothes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you can make it. It's a bit humbling, mm-hmm. but you can make it doing that. Thank God I don't have to do anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I got a leg up because mm-hmm. my, 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 uh, Fiance mm-hmm. is really there for me mm-hmm. in every way, every aspect, and she mm-hmm. knows that I'm gonna do well. She knows I'm never going back. Mm-hmm. She knows I got a, a, a million million dollar ideas, and mm-hmm. then I'm gonna make them manifest. And she's confident. Mm-hmm. She she didn't see the vision 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. She sees the vision now. Mm-hmm. But 15 years ago, she believed me when I say I saw it, and she rolled with me. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me this. I know that. Um, Adult is is where you're coming from, but I know from the kids that I had in the past that were juveniles that were sentenced to adult. How many of those younger kids? And I you you did how much how much time? I did 26 and a half so years. So of those 26 and a half years, I'm sure you saw some kids that leave out. They they're about to get out. They get out and they come right back. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how many is that recidivism? Yeah, recidivism okay. is anybody coming back again for any okay. reason. Mm-hmm. Any age. Okay. But Henry, that's a great question. And I was at Sumter uh, Correctional Institution from like 2000 to 2004. I got there and I was part of a scared straight program. And, um, oh, wow. I was, mm-hmm. I was about 275 pounds and I was the small guy. It was three of us. It was uh, my friend Tommy McCarthy and his brother, his biological brother, Willie McCarthy, and it was uh, their nickname, uh, uh, what it was, Mad Max. 
and Big Tommy was Big Debo because he looked like mm-hmm. Big Debo, mm-hmm. and it was me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw so many kids come through there, and we didn't have many repeat customers. But I tell you, about 15 years later, I was at the Soto Correctional Institution, and this kid walked up to me, and uh, they used to call me Lawyer Boy in prison because mm-hmm. I'm doing the paralegal stuff. So they mm-hmm. called me Lawyer Boy, and some people called me T-Rex or Rex. Mm-hmm. And he why, walked up why to t- me. Why T-Rex? Huh? Why? They call you Rex. Because they sound like an old dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are they calling Pre- my brother Pre- Rex? Prehistoric. Okay. <laughs> so he walked up to me and he said, Lawyer boy, he said, I'm sure you don't remember me. He said, but I came through the program at Sumter. He said, you scared me so bad, mm. I stayed out of trouble for 15 years. He said, I got wow. no reason mm. to be back, back here right, right now. Mm. He said, I consciously chose to get with my cousin and sell drugs about five years ago mm-hmm. and life was beautiful and everything was good mm-hmm. and then people got in trouble and they told on me and I got a 40 year sentence <gasps> for drugs right mm-hmm. now. 40? You got a 40 year sentence for drugs. That's not hor- horrific mm-hmm. because drugs are horrific. That's what comes along with it. Mm-hmm. But he was just saying that the things that we said to him mm-hmm. to scare him straight mm-hmm. and they need to come back with programs like that because it does have an effect on them and they don't have it no more right. but wasn't it yeah. horrible he was going to be doing 40 years yeah but he trapped you know fentanyl you look in the papers and mm-hmm. look and see how many people are dying oh, mm-hmm. yeah. people mixing chemicals and, mm-hmm. they ch- and they, they're charging them with second degree murder mm-hmm. and manslaughter mm-hmm. and giving them that time and I mean and to me mm-hmm. and rightly so you kill I Listen, I did 26 and a half. Mm-hmm. I didn't kill nobody. Mm-hmm. They say I stole a, a, a car and sold it. Mm-hmm. They say I, I sold a stolen car. So for somebody to take somebody's life and get that right there, I'm not super duper upset because 40 years, you're still going to get out. Okay. Right. You're still going to get out. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a far tougher crime than just selling a stolen car. Now, now with that being said, what was happening today, we, in this changing community that we live mm-hmm. in the Tampa Bay area, there are, are many, many uh, housing subdivisions, mm-hmm. per se, mm-hmm. that were designated for minorities, and, and it, many of them in the Af- African-American mm-hmm. community. Okay. Um, now they're coming through, and they're changing all of them, and they're turning it's them into condos and, and what have you. So Hold on one, what, one second. I got to take you through West Tampa. All those West Tampa projects, right. they're gone. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. That, that, the same type thing that's in, in, in St. Pete. Mm-hmm. We, now, where and what do we do with mm-hmm. those individuals? We have to, I, I think that right now, in the time that we live, we're, we're doing a, a poor job of, of taking care of each other mm-hmm. and, and trying to do the biggest job and, and getting and achieving and mm-hmm. succeeding. Mm-hmm. It's you, to whatever it takes that I see now, whatever it takes to be successful, mm-hmm. that's what it is that I have to do. And I, I off, off air, we were talking about, uh, I, I said earlier that I, I do uh, refereeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't recall if I said it on air or off air, but at any rate, mm-hmm. um, I had a situation where I, I was in a league and there was a parent who was also coaching, which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, for a parent to do it. Parent right. was a parent doing putting his time in, mm-hmm. but but the the sportsmanship aspect. We we came back from a halftime, and the kids were just and, and we're talking about maybe um, four, five, six, seven year old kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just. They're I'm babies. hoping that they run the right way doing doing <laughs> football. Right. 
so so this, this dad got up and he he tried to rush it. He, he you know they, he said let's get together, get together, hold up, now get out and and, and call the play, call the play. And I, I'm looking at I had not blown the whistle yet. So did you so, know your so, child is just a child, and it's, it's trying to take advantage to win at all costs. Wow. For for these little kids that will not remember any of this stuff, but they will remember the lessons that they're being taught. Mm -hmm. and, and I guess all of us at this point can say we're we're a product of our environment most mm -hmm. of the times. What we hear, what we see, mm -hmm. uh, what we eat. You know, you yeah, have Yeah, that, that, that's what yeah. you do. So mm -hmm. these little kids, and I stopped to play right there. Mm -hmm. I, I said, hold up, and I and I didn't want to totally disrespect these two adults, but, but I turned my back to the kids so that mm -hmm. they couldn't hear me. Mm -hmm. I said, this is a very piss-poor job of sportsmanship, mm -hmm. one of the most horrible scenes that I've ever wow. been around. They're I trying mean, to catch the other kids They're trying to, just to win, yes, and, yeah. to win, to gain advantage. advantage. Mm -hmm. so, wow. so you also see, in, and I know sometimes it's business, it's, it's hard, but you see people that whatever it takes, you know, employees have been employed with companies for 15, 20 years, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and because it's not the, the, it doesn't line up with the bottom dollar, mm -hmm. you got to go. Wow. You got to go, but, wow. but what... I, I, I see now is that the companies or or places mm -hmm. that you frequent are the ones that have those employees that have been there for a while, mm -hmm. that are mm -hmm. happy doing what they're doing. Right. So it kind of takes care of itself, not trying to accomplish what you want at all costs, mm -hmm. but it's doing right by each other. And I think right. that's the, the, the I'd say, the, the godly thing that lives inside of us, mm -hmm. that, that um, where we do take care of one another. Mm -hmm. We're getting so far away from this. So I'll say this, you, you have healthcare workers, my wife's a nurse. So you'll, you'll have case workers mm -hmm. that are getting paid $15 an hour, but you can repair a cell phone and or computer in the tech area mm -hmm. and you'll make maybe six figures. Mm -hmm. Is something wrong That's in with, with those people and, and my right. mother who it's a disconnect. Is it my yeah. mother had Alzheimer's, my, my adopted mother who passed away and, and she was in an independent living facility, all those people that were taking care of her. Because mm -hmm. all of us are going that way. Mm -hmm. I mean you may be new yeah. right now, but Go you ahead, will baby. get older. Right. So at some point you, you it, it's sad to say if you don't have enough money, then you really won't have the care. You and won't. That's, that's the reality of and it. that's yeah. really what what's setting up right and, now. And not a lot of people care. Not mm -hmm. a lot of people care. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you something about the prison system. I saw it firsthand. The elderly people, mm -hmm. it is horrific. Who thought about even elderly people I, being in prison? I wouldn't even oh, thought about listen, that. Listen, they have at the prison I just left mm -hmm. a dorm that's devoted to elderly people. You got some people. I've been in prisons with people in wheelchairs that are 100% dependent on the good graces of another inmate. Good, they, but not the, not the employees. No, listen. Wow. If, if left to the employees, that, listen, anything can happen to these people. Mm -hmm. But the, just the idea that an inmate prisoner, elderly, invalid, have to rely on the good graces of a convicted felon mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. look out for them, mm -hmm. to, for their bath, to feed them, mm -hmm. to take them to the medical appointments, to wheel them around, mm -hmm. to be like their inmate aide. Mm -hmm. And it takes no qualification to be an inmate aide. I am stronger than him. I am mobile, mm -hmm. more mobile than him. Let me I can him. push him around and do that. 
And I'm saying it is horrific, hmm. the medical attention and treatment wow. that elderly people. I have seen officers threaten inmates who try to complain about their uh, conditions. And they say, you go to confinement or you shut your mouth and get back to your dorm. Mm-hmm. And rather than face confinement where they can't see no doctor or no nurse, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. they'll go back. And we had a man, I won't call his name out, but it's just so sad that the officer threatened him. And he came back to the dorm, and four days later, he was dead. Hmm. He had been swollen up and just discolored and everything. It was hmm. horrific for me to pass by him mm-hmm. and look at him. Mm-hmm. And he was just so scared to go up and ride it up and this and that, and he ended up dead. About how old was he? Uh, he was 74 years old. Gosh. But other other than that, he was in good. Mr. Dinkins was in pretty robust health before... He got like a viral blood infection. And it just and was spread. And scratching and everything, and they just basically just let him die. You know, yeah. it's, it's my, like I said, I often talk about my parents um, only because I, I've, like us all, have lived long enough to, to see some things. So my, my dad died of, my adopted father died of cancer. Okay. And and I have a soft spot in my heart anytime. I mean, mm-hmm. they'll come around and say, "Hey, we're donating." And uh, You're like, here you go. Yeah, I, I just give. I have mm-hmm. to give. Might, I might not have a lot, but I'm still gonna give. Right. And you know, my mother with Alzheimer's, and and that was the the the, the worst day as a kid that I can ever recall is, and and as a young adult, mm-hmm. I, I came in and uh, toward the end of her life, I, I came to the house and. Uh, we opened the door, and I went up to her, and she didn't really know who I was. Oh, wow. Well, Henry, my father died from uh, dementia, Al- Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. while I was in prison, I used to call him from time to time, not a lot, mm-hmm. maybe once a year, mm-hmm. and then it spread to once every two or three years. Mm-hmm. And I can remember the last time I called to talk to him, and uh, my sister gave him the phone, and my other sister Beverly, she gave him the phone, and he said, uh, who are you? I said, my name is Gerard. I'm your son. That would have broke my heart. He said, I don't have a son in prison. Mm. So he said, I know how to call wardens. Mm-hmm. If you call here again mm-hmm. for any reason, mm. I'm going to have you locked up. What did you say your name was again? Mm. You know who I was. It was sad. And that's our biological father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. These seem to go uh, so fast. But anyways, we're going to still do another session. But thank you for joining uh, us today. Me, Kamar McHale, Henry Johnson Jr., and Gerard DeAndre Jones Sr. We have more conversation for you. Thank you so much.